Hey guys, this is the Mac Reviews Podcast with your girl Mac. I review episodes of 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, and Black Lightning, and maybe more shows to come, we'll see. I review these shows with laughs, questions, side eyes, and some positivity sprinkled in there. Um, You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and several other podcast platforms. If you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. I appreciate it. And you can follow me on Twitter at SS13Victory. I sometimes live tweet. I haven't. But, you know, (laughs) at some point I will. Right now I am reviewing Season 2, Episode 48 of Life After Lockup, episode that came on this past Friday. Wait, did I say season two, episode 48? Yeah, it was named Royal Flesh. The numbering for these episodes makes no sense, but we're going to go with it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start out with Megan Michael, well, Megan Maria and Sarah. I'm sorry, Michael, Maria, and Sarah. Uh, Megan wasn't included on this episode. So... We come back to the therapy session that Sarah and Michael are at. The therapist explains to Michael that Sarah having protective custody just means that he has to get permission from her to spend time with the kids. He calms down a little bit. Um, They finish the session and they go outside and Sarah goes off on this speech um, to Michael about oh I just want you to be there for your kids and I go to therapy to learn how to deal with you and I'm not the bad guy you really hate me am I the worst person in the world saying all this stuff and Michael just doesn't care he does not care okay um <laughs> he doesn't care <laughs> and he finally just asked her can I see my daughters and she was like to do what and I was like what what do you mean to do what what do you talk? What? <laughs> what do you mean to do what? <laughs> and then he was like, what you mean to spend time with them? And then she was like, solo. And he was like, yeah. And when she said solo, I'm thinking she meant she was going to, you know, let him spend time with the girls alone. But she meant without Maria, without his girlfriend. So they agree. And he said he's going to come over to see the kids. Um, in their confessionals, Michael is still saying that. And both of them are still going on. They're going on about how there's this force between them and still this pull that, you know, they can't stand each other, but they still there's still something that still keeps them going toward each other. And she was even saying that, like, oh, we could have been the best of friends. You know, that's how it used to be. Um, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Y'all, what? And, I mean, I get it that, at least for her, that when you're in love with somebody, that doesn't just go away. But this guy has treated her so badly. Um, so badly. <laughs> like, he doesn't even, in spite of the that big speech, like, it's like he has no feeling. Like, he doesn't care about what he's done to her and how he's hurt her and messed her up. Like, just, he doesn't care. And um, he never has apologized to her. And that's why I'm like, you need to stop talking to him because he doesn't care about what you're saying. He doesn't care about your feelings. Um, he's just listening to her to appease her because now he understands that he has to be on her good side to be able to see the kids. He has to have her permission. Um, uh, but it's also the, the, the 
part about having permission and wanting him to hurt wanting to be there when he's spending time with the kids I don't think is realistic because eventually he is going to have to spend time with the kids by himself on a regular basis so she has to you know understand that I mean especially if they go to court um I talked about in the last episode about how that's what it's going to ultimately be. He's going to be able, if they go to court and he, you know, whatever custody arrangement they agree to, he's going to have to spend time alone with the kids eventually anyway. So, um, he does come over to see the girls. Rain is adorable. Um, so cute. And, um, you know, he spends time with the girls. And Aviana asks Michael if he can sleep over. Or I think she asks Sarah. And then she's like, well, that's up to him. And he says, yeah, he'll sleep over. So what I was thinking was, I thought the little girl, I thought Ariana was saying, can you sleep with me? Because she said something to that effect, can you sleep over with me? And so I'm thinking he's going to get in the bed <laughs> and um, <clears throat> sleep with the little girl, sleep with Aviana. And he didn't do that. And I was like, okay. Then he calls Maria and he tells her that Sarah's going out and that he's going to stay with the kids. And so I thought that was the case. I was like, oh, Sarah's going out. Okay, she's going to let him stay alone with the kids. No, he was lying. He was lying, of course, because that's what Michael does. And um, <laughs> he, he he tucks Aviana in, and then Sarah asks him if he wants a drink. And I was like, a drink for what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And then after she gets the drinks, he, like, walks. He walks into the room. Like, you know, he about to do something with Sarah, um, you know, like they're about to do something of a sexual nature. And she's like smiling. And then they end the scene and we hear her laughing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so, again, Sarah in her confessional is um, doing, again, this, um, this, this speech about how she doesn't care about, she doesn't give an ish about all these other females, all these other girls, because that's still her man. She said that's still her man. And you know what? I... You know, <laughs> on the last episode, I made the mistake of saying that I felt sorry for Sarah. And I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I do feel sorry for her in the sense that she has to deal with Michael for the rest, well, not the rest of her life, for maybe 20 years. Um, and that he's so aggravating. But I thought she was had let him go. And watching this episode, I realized she hasn't. And this half a real... Sarah really sat up there. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to call her heifer. It just came out because it's irritating. And said, that's still my man. She said, I don't care about these other females. This woman asked him if he wants to drink like she wants to sleep with him. I just, I, uh, I you know, I shouldn't have, I, this, I don't know. Maybe this was for cameras. Part of me was like, are they doing this for the cameras? Is this fake? Because why would she still sit up here in her right mind, lucid, clear, and say, that's still my man? You know, if somebody was saying, when I listened to some um, some other reviewers on YouTube, and some people were saying, you know, she's going to have another kid by him. And, you know, maybe she will. I, I don't doubt that they had sex. It's very possible they did. So... Because he wasn't in the bed with Rain. <laughs> so, you know, I... 
shouldn't have said I felt sorry for her. And I'm not going to again. <laughs> because it's one thing to still have feelings for somebody. I, I can comprehend that. I've never been in that position. And I hope I never am. But I can understand that. But it's a whole other to make a choice to sleep with them, to still say you feel this pull and after how this man has treated her, how he has shown himself to have no regard for him. Um, and side note, why does Michael not know what the word love is? How, did, how come he doesn't know how to say love? <laughs> and also, I don't know what that word was that he said, strategic, strategic, I don't know what that was. I don't know what he... Anyways, I just, bottom line, I don't feel sorry for Sarah. <laughs> I feel, like I said, I just am irritated that I even let myself feel sorry for her. Okay, let myself commiserate with her when she's still doing stupid things. But you know what? Two things can be true at the same time. I can feel sorry for her regarding having to deal with him and his lack of parenting abilities and still be irritated at her for make, saying less than smart things, doing less than smart things <laughs> as it regards him, talking about he's still my man. First of all, he ain't even, you know what, anyways, let me just, <laughs> let me move on <laughs> to the next couple. Um, I'm going to talk about Josh and Cheryl real quick. I am so glad we are done with them. <laughs> Whew, I don't even know why they were on this, this uh, season. She's, Cheryl's in Michigan with her parents and her children and um it was nice to see her with her family you know and she said she fell out of love with him she's done um and she said that she's probably just gonna go get a puppy or a cat or something and I was like that sounds good <laughs> that sounds good but then she's like I'm just kidding I'm just gonna find another inmate and I really hope she was joking <laughs> I really hope she was um Josh says he's been working and, and it's good. He got a promotion. Um, you know, he said like he appreciated that Cheryl was loyal to him, but he felt like a trapped animal with her. Um, and that's it. I'm so glad it's over. I don't see them anymore. Now, next. <laughs> next couple. I'm going to talk about is Clinton Tracy, who I also do not want to see anymore. Um, and I'm really hoping that we won't. Tracy is still missing. And... She, I don't know if she called him or he called her. They're on the phone. They're going back and forth. She's being really nasty. Um, and I'm like, wow, wow, at the things she's saying to Clint. Clint's being pretty patient with her. And um, she's ordering him. She's telling him that she, to get some dope that she hid somewhere in the house. And he's just like, no, 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 no. He's freaking out. And um, I don't know if I believe... I I. I, I I don't know if I believe that Clint didn't know that she had drugs in the house, considering that we know he he has admitted that he was doing meth as well, that they were doing drugs together when they were in the car and they got arrested. Um, but he flushes it down the toilet. Um, before he does that, he shows it to the cameras, which I was shocked by. Um, I don't know why he did that. I was... Um, and then he said, you know, he guesses that love is not enough. And I'm like, well, of course it's not. Love is not enough for anyone to make a relationship work, to make a romantic a marriage, a romantic relationship work. It never is enough. It will never be enough. Like what? <laughs> so um, I really hope that we don't see any more of Clinton Tracy or that maybe next week's episode will be the last time we see them. They were so entertaining. They were my favorite couple from season two. But they're not entertaining anymore. This is sad. Um, Tracy needs to 
go to rehab. She needs to get herself together. I, I heard Freckles, um, <laughs> if you don't know Freckles, Freckles is a therapist. She has a podcast and a YouTube channel. She reviews 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup. Um, she, somebody let her know that apparently Tracy got arrested on February 28th. I don't know how these people are on top of this stuff because she posted the same day. <laughs> I was like, wow. And I, I mean, it's clear that, um, something, I don't know what happened to Tracy in her life, but she's got a serious addiction, some unresolved issues, and I really hope that she gets help. Um, Clint has been on drugs. I don't know if he's gone to, to, to rehab or is in any treatment, any 12-step programs, but I hope he is. Hope he's getting help and he's getting himself together. <laughs> and I don't want to see them anymore. Okay, <laughs> they are not entertaining. It's very sad. It's hard to look at them. Um, it's very hard to look at that house that he lives in. And um, yeah, I do not want to see them anymore. So next, <laughs> uh, Brittany and Marcelino. So we see that the house that Marcelino was going into was is belongs to a woman. <laughs> who is actually a poker coach and professional poker player. He's getting help from her to improve his poker playing skills because apparently he's lost a couple thousand dollars. Yes, um, which he said is the equivalent of a few mortgage payments. And I'm like, listen, this, he better keep quit playing games. I hope that this is just the storyline that that's, that the poker playing it's not really their main source of income that Marcelino does have a, a side job or whatever or um, is doing other things to get more stable income because, son, you cannot have a family where, especially when you have a wife who's not working and be basing your main income on something, on gambling. That is so risky. Um so the lady is like, yeah, you know, I can help you figure out why you suck. And <laughs> Marcelino was like, okay, first of all, I don't suck. And, <laughs> um, you know, she actually asked him about, you know, why are you lying to your wife? Why are you doing that? And why are you lying to yourself as well about how his poker playing is? And he says, oh, well, you know, it's not really a lie because she didn't ask about it. And I'm like, son, What? There is no way this man is over 40 years old and doesn't know what a live omission is. Stop it, uh, Marcelino. Come on now. You are not stupid. <laughs> okay? And um, he said he didn't tell her because he feels embarrassed about losing the money. And um, the coach is keeping it 100 with him. And, like, listen, you need to stop lying to your wife. You need to stop lying to yourself. If you want to get better, you have to be real. She was just giving it to him. I liked her. She was kept keeping it absolutely 100. So, hopefully, he gets better or he got better. But he, mostly, I hope, he gets a real job um, or starts a business or starts doing Uber and Lyft and other things to make a more solid income. I mean, Robert from 90 Day Fiance is over here. He's a full-time Uber and Lyft driver over there in um you know, the Orlando suburbs, and he's doing what, so I'm sure in, in Las Vegas, um, he could make quite a bit of money doing Uber, Lyft, all, you know, task rabbit. those aren't even the only options, those are just a few of the things that he can start doing immediately, um, but, yeah, and, and I've talked about in the last podcast about how Brittany needs to also get real with herself and seriously, um, uh, consider working and, and because I just don't understand why she can't. I already talked about it. Just because she's pregnant doesn't mean she can't work. Also, just because she's a convicted felon doesn't mean she can't work. She can find something to do. So, um, especially considering that they have this 
this debt to the attorney. And again, I heard the attorney has um, filed a lien and he's withdrawing as their counsel. So now they don't, they have to find a new attorney, but how are they going to pay for that attorney? She wants to find uh, her children, but she has to understand that if the money's not there, the money's not there. Now, if you want the, if you want to have the money to pay the attorney, go work, go find a way to make income. You know, I, I think Brittany, I understand that she wasn't raised properly and she doesn't have a lot of guidance, but something she has to learn is that it is extremely dangerous as a woman, as any person in 2020 to be financially dependent on a man. That is not wise at all. You know, um, she has no idea what could happen between her and Marcelino and she could literally, if they were to break up, her and her children could be homeless. So she really needs to think about that and, and, and not take such a huge risk in 2020 as a woman being dependent on anyone, but especially not a man financially. That is such a risk. So next, let's talk about Angela and Tony. Listen, this scene, I had to really, I mean, my food, I, I wanted to throw up. It was sickening. Um, <laughs> like he, he did this, he did this thing. He did this dinner. He built some stuff, whatever. Um, and for her and he blindfolds her, gives her an outfit, whatever. And she's so impressed <laughs> by this. She likes it. And she's saying that, you know, she was like, oh, you really love me, don't you? And, I, you know, I was like, I wonder if Angela knows what love is. Like, does she understand the, like, love is kind, love is patient, it keeps no record of wrongs. Like, she says she goes to church, she apparently, which I, I that was news to me. You know, Angela's been here since the first season of this show. And she's been, and <laughs> I was like, okay, have you read First Corinthians chapter 15 <laughs> about what love is what the, you know, um, cause Tony ain't doing none of that. I mean, it doesn't seem like he is. <laughs> so, um, you know, watching them is difficult. It's, it's real hard, mo partly because Tony is overweight, but <laughs> not only, not only he was difficult to watch before he was overweight, just because he's so, the way he manipulates her and it's, he's not even like a good manipulator, you know, he only is able to do it because she's not, she's not a stupid woman. It's just, I mean, I still don't know why Angela's in this situation. I don't get the impression she has low self-esteem or insecurities, and I know people can hide those, but I just, I don't get it. I do not understand. I really need Angela to tell us about her past. I need somebody to dig into Angela's past because she is a woman of a certain age. Has she ever been married? Does she have kids? What happened to her? Has she always dated men in prison? You know, um, was her father in prison? Did, did she, was her parents, did she get it? Like, what is the problem? <laughs> you know, why is she in this situation? She is the only person on the show that I, that I can't figure out. Um, I just don't get it. And, um, and she's making mistakes that people make when they're young and stupid, you know, like Sarah, hopefully will get to Angela's age and be smart. Right. But Angela is overgrown and still making dumb decisions. And I don't get it. Like, <laughs> so, um, anyways, now suddenly, you know, he's saying he's ready to get married because he thinks that, you know, she'll give him his freedom, whatever that means to him. Um, I guess going and sleeping with more women. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and you know, now she, 
him just doing this apparently means that she trusts him more because he said after tonight i think she trusts him more and i'm like so your her litmus test for trusting him is a dinner like why is her anyways (laughs) so um i said i was gonna try to say positive things i think she looked nice in her dress um i was like i I had said before i'm glad it was nice to see cheryl with her appearance smiling and um uh may uh i did say that rain is was cute sarah's hair looks nice um michael is still uh i try not to say he's trash because he's a human being that god loves um but he is an unsavory human being um his clothes seem to fit no no he was sagging anyways so <laughs> angela looked nice in her dress uh, i guess and <laughs> you know she looks good for her age she does i i i don't understand i think she could attract a man her age but i guess she doesn't want one um anyways so that was their scene you know uh we see next week that uh tommy continues to let Tony know that if you hurt her, I'm going to come for you. And, and you know, I need Tommy to get his self-esteem up because and to leave Angela alone. Like, just wash your hands of this because uh, her trying him. I mean, listen, you can't help who you're attracted to and all of that. So I'm not saying she has to be with Tommy, but Tommy needs to recuse himself of this situation because what Angela gets now is what Angela deserves. And she doesn't, she doesn't deserve his protection or friendship. Yeah, I said it. She doesn't. He just needs to be her friend in the sense of, hey, what's up? How's life? (laughs) Girl, let's go drink. And that's it. He doesn't need to protect her. He doesn't need to have her back. He doesn't need to listen to her about this guy. He needs to let the chips fall where they may and go find a woman that will appreciate a man like him, appreciate a man with a job, appreciate a man who goes to the gym. Okay, I mean, right now. Um, Tommy looks better than just, just by virtue of not being fat, Tommy looks better than Tony. So I don't really, anyways, (laughs) I mean, neither one of them are really attractive either way, but I mean, just by virtue of like logic, obviously Tommy's the better choice, (laughs) but anyways, Tommy needs to not, she doesn't deserve any of his energy. He needs to go put that energy into finding a woman that can appreciate a man like him. Okay. Because Angela is... She ain't got no sense. So, but he's he's going to confront Tony again. And Tony next week says, have you ever killed? And I'm like, okay, first of all, don't nobody believe you've ever killed Tony, please. And second of all, <laughs> um, don't. Don't try to fake threaten Tommy. Does Tommy look like he's afraid of you, Tony? Tommy looked like he might actually whoop that behind. I, I hope they get to fight. Do I hope we get to see a fight. Because I would love to see Tommy whoop Tony. <laughs> Tommy might uh bust out and we all gonna be like wait wait a minute okay tommy tommy might be like listen y'all y'all know i am a black belt in (laughs) jujitsu y'all don't know me (laughs) but anyways um that that's their part next um andrea oh excuse me not andrea lamar let me talk about lacy Shane and is his name John or Sean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those. Um, because Lacey calls him Sean. So <laughs> maybe it's Sean. <laughs> so um oh <my> <laughs> <coughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, so we see Lacey talking to her dad. He's fishing with the kids. Um, there was this little part was like probably the only time when Lacey actually seemed like a decent human being when she was talking to her kids and they were showing her the fish they caught and they were excited. And she was like, oh, wow. Like that was like the only moment this whole time that we've seen her that she actually seemed like a decent human being. Um, hopefully she's actually a good mother. We haven't actually seen whether she is or not, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but um, hopefully she is, but that, that was cute. That was like the only time where I actually looked at Lacey and was like, oh, she's a human being. She actually is, it has some normalcy to her. So, um, she's talking to her dad. She's telling him that, she, that telling him that she saw John and he doesn't like John. Similar to how John's sister doesn't like her. <laughs> you see how they notice that the two of them are not good for each other. So, um, you know, uh, she's telling her dad, hey, you know, Shane cheated on me. And so that made me say, oh, well, maybe I need to go over to John again. And um, <laughs> listen, Lacey's dad, who's also named John, was the realest. He is the realest. He was the MVP of this episode. Like, I was like, this dude right here, <laughs> I think he's my favorite person this whole season. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was like, listen. If you're going to be involved with John, you're going to be doing it by yourself because I ain't going to be there with you, okay? <laughs> and he is telling her the truth. He's like, you know what? Um, you need you need to get your your heart out of your behind and get your, your head focused on taking care of these kids, okay? <laughs> That's all I know. Because <laughs> she was saying that, oh, her, her head is with Shane, but her heart is with John. And he was like, listen, cut the BS. <laughs> Take care of these dang kids, okay? <laughs> so then he said so you know when are you gonna tell Shane and she was like I'm not telling Shane nothing and he was like well somebody's gonna tell Shane <laughs> and she was like you better not tell Shane and he was like why wouldn't I tell Shane <laughs> I just said Shane entirely too much but when he said why wouldn't I I was like you know what her dad is my he better what boy <laughs> yes her dad is off the chain he is my favorite now <laughs> I'm so glad she has somebody in her life to tell her the truth because her, it don't look like nobody else in Lacey's life is there to tell her the truth. So I don't know where her mom is. Maybe her mom didn't want to be on the show because maybe her mom thinks she's trifling, you know? <laughs> but I couldn't believe she said to her father, you you better not. If I said to my mother as a grown woman, even as a grown woman, you better not, she would be like, listen, she don't care that I'm an adult. <laughs> you, I couldn't talk to her like that. Uh, but, he, but, you know, the dad said somebody going to tell him. And I was like, huh. I am here for the messiness. Her dad is ready to be messy, okay? But he's, he's not trying to be messy. He's, he cares about the children and the environment they're in and her making healthy decisions. So um, her dad does confront Shane about him cheating. And he doesn't end up telling Shane because he was like, you know what? I wanted to, but you know, at the same time, he realizes it's none of his business, even though it is his business. But that's not for him to say. And... Um, but he does say to Shane, hey, listen, I know my daughter and I know her messy ways. And <laughs> when she gets hurt, she acts out. And Shane knows this. Her father shouldn't have to tell him. 
Shane knows this. Shane knows that <laughs> Lacey was with John when he started talking to her and that she was lying to John and cheating on John with him. He knows this. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, as much as I didn't want to see Lacey, Shane, and John in this season, and I don't regret that. I, I didn't want to see them. Um, I now want to see what happens. I mean, we know nothing surprising is going to go down, but it is going to be interesting to see when John and Shane come come in front of each other. And um, I don't know if she and Shane are not together anymore, if she actually left Shane, if her and John are back together, John is in jail. I don't know what the status is, so I want to know that. Um, I really don't want to see them on another season, though. <laughs> so, But I do want to know what the status is um, with them. So next, Andrea... And Lamar. So Lamar calls his brother, whose name is the the screen said Squee S Q U E E bastard, and I was so confused. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how do you get the nicknames? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, and what I I didn't understand. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um. He calls his brother and he says, yo, bro, did, did you, I know you, you wear my jacket. Did you leave condoms in my, uh, in my, my jacket? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh yeah, I did leave some gold magnums in there. And, um, before he called his brother, Andrea was cursing. She was beating on this, on, uh, um, Lamar, which, you know, was not, was dis unsettling to see. It was disconcerting to see and, and you know, it's not okay. I mean, even though he, he was wrong and, and I'm not going to act like if I was in her position, if I, I, I mean, I don't know what I would do. If, I'm not in a relationship right now, but if I, I haven't been cheated on in life and I hope I never am, but I, I can't say how I would react. Um, that doesn't mean it was okay for her to be beating on him, but I, I understand why, you know, she thought that he cheated on her and, and we still don't know, but he said they're not his. Now, uh, I can't tell if Lamar is lying or not. I mean, the story sounds believable. She did say that she has seen his brother wearing the um, the jacket before. So I'm like, okay. But Lamar, from his confessional to um, the scene, he never says, I didn't cheat on you. He never says, I would never cheat on you. He never says, I'm not seeing any other women. He never said, you're the only woman I've slept with. He didn't say any of those things. He just says, those are not my condoms. I don't wear condoms. How I was in prison all these years and I never got caught with anything. Why would I get caught with my wife with condoms? And so I don't know if, um, he's lying or not. I don't know. I can't tell. And, um, I don't know. Uh, now I also wanted to say Andrea was straight up cursing up a storm on camera and you know, I don't understand like does she not care about the fact that she's on national television like do her Mormon friends not act like I don't know <laughs> she I don't know they're they're still um arguing even in their confessional she walks off from the from the the the, the shooting um the scene and and you know I will say this like I don't I I don't blame her for being confused and not being sure whether or not she should believe him at first she believes him but then in the confessional she's still like questioning it and I don't blame her because this man never says out his mouth I didn't cheat on you this man never says I would never cheat on you I'm here for this marriage I love you I, like he didn't say any of those things so I don't know um 
And he said, you know, you're up here assaulting me. And she was like, ain't nobody assaulting you. And I'm like, um, yeah, this is on camera. You're on a TV show. Um, <laughs> you, you were, uh, but I don't know if I believe the brother or not. I mean, it's, it's very possible he was wearing the jacket and he put condoms in there, but, um, you know, I don't know. And, um, now she, she was saying again, you know, he said he would move to Utah when, um, he was in prison and, I mean, yeah, he, if he did agree to that, that's on him for not doing it. Um, if he knew he wanted time to adjust to life and being free, you know, he should have, uh, told her that he should have been honest, but you know, at the same time, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think it's realistic for her to have thought that things would be the same when he came out of prison. She, she, at the same time, she could have used her mind to think about the fact that this grown man had been in prison for almost 20 years and that he was not going to be able to just come out of prison and just jump into being a family like he was going to need time to adjust I don't know if that's something that he needed to tell her like that's something she should have figured out so um yeah you know the, the the issue with possibly cheating I mean of course trust is even harder when you're not living in the same state um and you know Lamar I don't find him attractive but he dresses well he's a good looking dude and I could see women finding him attractive because he dresses pretty nice for his age he has a nice sense of style he he doesn't carry him even though he said he's been a crip he doesn't appear as this like he doesn't have like he's not like Michael you know like I wish that he could mentor Michael unless he was cheating if he's cheating then no but I wish he could mentor Michael like I could understand Andrea finding um Lamar attractive just on the outside not as a person just on the outside he looks good he doesn't look like a hood booger <laughs> you know um but yeah uh I hope he hasn't cheated on her I really do and um so that was uh my review <laughs> for Life of Morocco season 2 episode 14 it was named Royal Flesh we will see what happens next week um I think this was a good episode I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with some of these situations next week. I don't know. 48. So that's eight episodes into this season. I don't know how many more episodes we have left. I'm really glad I'm not going to see Josh and Cheryl anymore. I hope we don't see Clinton Tracy again either. So um, thank you for listening, guys. If you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. I appreciate it. You can follow me at SS13Victory on Twitter whenever I finally decide to... <laughs> Um, <laughs> live tweet again. <laughs> um, thanks. Bye, guys.